Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and our Wonder Women in Business podcasts give a voice to the women who have a story that's meaningful, moving, and compelling. We share their stories with the world so that in their shining, they give permission to others to shine as well. Tune in to Freeman Means Business on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and Radio Public for more of our great episodes. Today's guest is Melissa Mahoney of MahoneyArtwork.com. That's M-A-H-O-N-E-Y artwork.com. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Susan. It's great to have you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your education, occupation, how you're involved in the community, things that excite you. Yes. So I am abstract painter. I live here in Palo Alto and that's where my studio is. And I've been painting my whole life. Um, my mother was an artist and my grandparents were artists. They both went, to, they all went to Art Institute of Chicago. And so growing up, I think it was kind of a babysitting tool for my mom to just be like, go draw and go paint. <laughs> but, <laughs> and, but it became one of my favorite things to do and a great way to spend time with her. Um, so I went on to study um, formal training at University of Georgia. I got a bachelor's of fine art in graphic design and fine art. So I went on to work as a graphic designer, which I love that um, career as well, and did uh, studied in Italy hand lettering and calligraphy. So wow. um, that plays into both my design and my paintings. So, um, so yeah, then I just started painting. I used to paint really small, um, photorealistic kind of animal paintings and drawings. And I started working larger and looser and realized I really loved abstract. And kind of a turning point for me was I did a large painting of koi fish, and then I covered it up with kind of this swirl abstract. And I liked the abstract better than the subject beneath it. So from then on, I've just been doing abstract. Yeah. Very interesting. So I have to interject here. I think it's amazing that um, your mom, I mean, that what a great way to, you said babysit you um, rather than TV or video games. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm older than you. They didn't have video games back then, but um, rather than distractions by TV, I think that's beautiful. The creative juices were flowing, and she led by example. And your both your parents, I just think it's phenomenal. The history there is great. I did not know that story, um, folks. Sometimes I do know the people that I have on the show. Sometimes I do not. I do know and love Melissa, and her work is fantastic. I have seen it. Um, you know, I'm very open, honest, and direct. Uh, so I'm telling you, if you have a computer at your fingertips, you should check out MahoneyArtwork.com. Her work is really beautiful. Melissa, what is your proudest you. professional accomplishment? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, well, let's see. Something that comes to mind quickly. I do love giving back. And so one of the projects I did was in Santa Barbara in front of, in front of the mission. They have a thing called e Modinari and it's the chalk festival when you um, recreate, you know, Renaissance paintings or paintings. And so I did, I collaborated with a friend of mine and we recreated on a 12 foot by 12 foot um, kind of 
asphalt ca canvas, uh, a painting by Ghirland Gallo. And wow. the beauty of it was it, it was a fundraising event for children's art in the community. And the community comes out and watches and, you know, it's, it's powerful kind of getting their energy and feedback and excitement when they're watching you create. So it was kind of a liberating moment to create in front of people. I haven't really done that a lot. And I found I liked it. And um, yeah, so I did that a few years. So that was really That's fun fascinating. Moment. So I've been there. It's beautiful. Um, a lot of my listeners are from all over. So if you haven't been to the mission in Santa Barbara, try to make that a vacation spot or a destination for you. Uh, it's beautiful in and of itself. And I can only imagine how much more beautiful it was after you lent your artistic hand. So that's fantastic. Who, who was your mentor? Was it your mom or were your parents or grandparents or who was your inspirational mentor? Well, it was definitely my mom and she's an amazing artist and painter. She does pen and ink mainly. Um, but yeah, it was just so sweet. Before dinner, we'd kind of sit down and draw always too. And my brothers, we all kind of just got to the table and did and sketched and drew. Um, but my grandparents also were my mentors and I have you know, some of their paintings are my most treasured items um, because my grandfather, when he got out, he, at the Art Institute, he had to change his career to insurance because it was during the Great Depression. So unfortunately, he couldn't continue on in his career, but he was an amazing artist. It would be interesting to see what would have happened if he could have continued on. So Melissa, let me ask you this. Your story is fascinating. So I've, I've known you for a while now and uh, we belong to a mentoring circle together, folks, Melissa and I do, um, but I've never heard this story, and it's so moving and so amazing. I think you should write a book about it and include some of the images to which you refer. I, I just, I'm really moved. Oh, yeah. The whole family aspect of this, you know, we're losing that so much. We barely sit around the table for dinner, much less uh, to engage in meaningful activity. So I just think it's beautiful that that's just a great story. And I, I think you should tell it and, and lend it some legs to go on generation. I after. love that. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great idea. Yeah. If, if you're interested, I'll help you write it. Um, I would but, love that. I'm going to write yeah. that. I'm going to make a note. And circle back. <laughs> Do that. Do that. Um, I personally believe that we should lift women up as you know, um, and the folks who listen to me on this podcast know that's the whole purpose of the Wonder Women in Business podcast. How do you advise or how do you engage in lifting other women up? Or what do you think women can do to help one another? Um, I think something this group that you and I are both involved in that is great about it is that we can all rise together and not compete directly. And so we can share information like the sharing versus hoarding idea of let's let's all kind of um, uh, improve each, uh, help improve each other. So um, that's what I like about this mentor group. It, it just feels like we're not competitive. Um, so I'd say the openness. Um, and I'm also a member of, uh, in the graphic design world, of a group called American Institute of Graphic Artists. And it, I've been a member of that probably for 30 years. And they are also of the same mentality of let's share resources, let's share information. And it's really powerful and everybody benefits from it. So um, I know it's, you still have to compete for jobs and you kind of still have to outshine other people at moments, but 
the idea of just sharing information, it, you know, is I, I'd say that's a, a great approach. So I have to say, I recently heard this line that I, I really like, um, and I live this. I don't believe that, well, the line is, the line goes like this. The line said, um, and I don't know where I heard it, so I want to give credit to the person I heard it from, but I'm, it's escaping me now, but competition is out, collaboration is in. And oh, I, I like that. Say, yeah. yeah. So for me personally, um, I don't believe you can compete with someone else. So people out there who think they're competing with others, I think it's a myth. It's an illusion um, because we're all so different. The only person you can compete with is who you were yesterday. So mm -hmm. for me, I can only compete against my own best self. I can't change other people's behaviors, thoughts, attitudes. We try to influence those. Um, but I certainly don't engage in competing with someone who's not me. I only compete against my own best self. I think that's safe and I think it's yeah. meaningful. It results in, in, um, either lessons that we learn from winning or, you know, like I say to my son, we win or learn, never lose. Um, but oh, yeah, I like yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I have never been one of the, I think when women especially behave that way, uh, we call it tug of war bias. They, mm. you know, treat each other in such a way that, that it shows their own insecurities. So mm. lifting others is what you and I do in that circle, I believe. And I think that your being involved in that graphic design um, circle, as you called it for 30 years is pretty phenomenal as well. So that's fantastic. We're on the same page with that. I think most of my guests who come on feel that way. Um, you gravitate toward those who are of like mind and they can tell yeah. I'm, I'm of that like mind. So what has been your biggest challenge or setback and how did you overcome it? Um, let's see. So graphic design is really fun and there's, it's a little bit of a formula to being able to go get business and do the projects. And so especially I've kind of been doing my own, company for about 25 years and so I kind of know the formula and it's relationship based which is wonderful I'm you know I most of my clients I've had over 10 years and you know um, I feel like I'm part of their team so that's really wonderful but as I've shifted to become a full-time painter it's not as formulaic it is like I call it the wild west it's you know there's just so many ways to approach art and it it's it does seem competitive. I mean, um, so I'd say it's the figuring out how to make artwork a profession. There's a lot of people that paint, you know, as their passion, but turning it into a profession. Um, and so one way I've kind of tried to distinguish myself is I've started to come out with textiles and scarves with my artwork because my art is very fluid and organic and it lends itself to, to, fabric and textiles and I've launched with a scarf for Stanford University I licensed their logo and created some artwork in their cardinal red color and then used their logo and it's on silk um, and it sells at their bookstore on campus and online so that's been really fun to create and collaborate with them and kind of just to make my artwork be a little different what a great differentiator. So that's really unique. Um, I am, you know, fingers crossed. Well, actually, my son said he's 
not sure about Stanford, but we did apply. So fingers crossed. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, I would love to be wearing that scarf. <laughs> As a proud mom. I'm, I know. Well, I'm making it about me and not him, which I need to be cautious about not doing that. So um, but that's phenomenal. I can imagine there's probably a universe of um, opportunity where you could turn your artwork into silk scarves, not just for universities, but uh, specialty, you know, let's say not, you know, charities or fundraisers or, or focuses or, you know, groups that are trying to draw attention to certain uh, initiatives. Um, yeah, I think that would be yeah. great. Yes, and I'm in conversation with some companies for corporate scarves as well. Yes. And the, the fun part is, you know, there's the scarf and then you have the artwork that could be in the conference room or the entryway. So, um, yeah, it's, I feel like there's a lot of, and I'd love to collaborate with nonprofits. And so I just, I did my second university scarf of the University of Georgia, which is my alma mater. And so now I'm moving on to kind of my next, you know, what's, you know, I've, I've got other few prototypes of college scarves in the work, but I would like to expand that beyond colleges. So. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Um, a lot of listeners know this about me and a lot of listeners don't, but um, I went to LSU, which is part of the SEC, and those yep. girls down there who go to the games, they dress up. <laughs> they dress up to go to the games. So um, the SEC spends a lot of money on their football, and, um, you know, you could probably get a, an audience down there that would uh, purchase some purple and gold Go Tiger scarves with some of your artwork on it. And I can imagine it would just be beautiful. Um, I have be. contacts down there that if you are interested, I could hook you up with the Shaw center, has love that. Art, um, an art store in there and they display arts. Maybe we could make, maybe we could make some introductions down there. So that's amazing. That'd be great. Um, your artwork is beautiful. I am, you know, racking my brain and I hope the listeners are as well. Uh, big, beautiful places. I, I live in the world's largest biotech cluster here in South San Francisco. We have 219 biotech companies some of which have uh, facilities where they have um, events. So giant facilities where they have companies and people from all over the world who come to host events there. Their need for artwork on the walls would be obvious and your kind of abstract art would fit in beautifully in that industry. So there's another um, thing that comes to mind. So that's, that's something else I'll think about and see how we can help you there. What, what is something people don't know about you. Tell me a surprising, although everything I've just learned, I learned a lot. I did. <laughs> What's a surprising fact that we wouldn't, wouldn't think of Melissa when we, when we hear. Let's see. Um, I love to do sports and play outside. So cycling and running. And um, at one point I did a six month trip around the world on a bicycle and backpacking. So that was, um, oh my that was fun. Tell me <laughs> I need to do that again. <laughs> well, so um, how old were you? Was, what prompted this? Tell me everything about that. So it was in the mid nineties and um, it was somebody I was dating and we decided to do this. And so we just self-guided, um, which was wonderful because, you know, we didn't even know where we were going to camp every night. We just kind of had a map wow. and hit the road and would just, you know, figure out roughly around three o'clock, like, Oh, let's find our campsite. Um, and there's just such a freedom from being like, we were self-contained so we could, you know, camp anywhere, but we, you know, stayed at campsites. 
um, yeah, and spent a lot of time in Europe and then um, went to Nepal for a month and that was on foot and hiked, you know, to base camp. And then we spent time in Thailand and Indonesia and um, New Zealand. So I, it, six months was just about the right amount of time. Like, you know, you start getting a little homesick, but it's so freeing. So I would like to do that again at some point. Um, So I can imagine three things that your global worldview is amazing, quite expansive, and, and you're very open to the other, which is fantastic, especially in today's America where we're so individualistic and focused only on self. Um, I think it's beautiful that you did that. Secondly, the word that came to mind when you first mentioned it was freeing, and, and you mentioned that. It's very liberating to do that. Um, yeah. Thirdly, I would imagine that's inspiration for your artistic self. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it plays into, you know, I came back from that trip and I started designing a deck of playing cards that, you know, each, each card, each face of the card was from inspired by a different country, you know, like Egypt and King Tut was the King of Spades and, you know, the Aztecs were the Jack of Diamonds. So it, it definitely gave me a global, like perspective. Um, And I've traveled a lot since then. I worked in Singapore and Hong Kong for a month and, I just, I mean, it, 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 it wasn't, my first trip abroad was Italy when I studied there, but it definitely was a big catalyst to keep the global travel going, so. Very life-changing experiences. So um, something just came to my mind. Um, I'm a storyteller, so I always link stories to pictures, especially nowadays, people communicate through pictures and images. That's why we have Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and people scan. They don't read heavy text-laden documents anymore. Um, in fact, when I worked in a law firm setting, one of the lawyers was asked to make his case to the jury in the fr- in the way of pictures, in the to frame the narrative around pictures instead of words. And what a challenge mm. that is, and how unique. And and so that brings me to the thought of your artwork and a story about each piece or your deck of cards and the story that accompanies each card. And, you know, this, this, to me, you are telling stories in the, in the, the way of, or a semiotic that's a picture, not text. And I think it's beautiful. There's gotta be something, uh, you know, to come of that. Maybe there's some new idea there um, where you could. It's a great idea idea and uh, you know it's funny I do have stories about the paintings but I don't have the stories online so I'm uh, sitting here thinking I've got to get them online because it it does bring the painting to life especially in abstract you can see it differently so I love that idea I need to just follow through with that I'm happy to help you with that if you need in any way shape or form if not do it myself help you connect you with you you do that as well um, I know lots of folks out there who are creative. Um, I'm thinking coffee table book, but that's because I'm older and have a coffee table. And, you know, <laughs> I love that though. You can take yeah. your time with it. <laughs> yes, exactly. I get lost in those big images. I, I was a um, Georgia O'Keeffe fan. Um, I mentioned recently oh, nice. on Facebook, I, I posted a story about her. And um, I had shared that my father actually gave me two Georgia O'Keeffe originals when I was young, but I was too young oh. and 
character to appreciate them. So he sold them and now I could kick myself. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. I also had yeah. Ansel Adams, um, you know, for his photography. Um, but I love the painted work, the sketched work, the actual hand work, handiwork of an artist such as yourself. So I would totally buy and promote your book if you were to do a coffee table book. So um, I love it. Yeah. What, what are you reading? What speaking of books, what are you reading? What's what's your book of choice? So I've been doing a good bit of audible lately. Um, and there's a book called Ikigai. Um, it's a Japanese theory about um, do what you love. And they, one of the things they say in there is there's no word for retirement in the Japanese culture. I don't know oh, if that's nice. totally true, but um, it's the fact that, you know, you, you do what you love and you're in your community. And it's, it's a beautiful book. You know, it talks about um, people kind of everybody's kind of got a garden in front and you kind of, you know, everybody's healthy. If you're not healthy on your block, people come help you and you, the work you do is what you love doing. So you kind of continue it on. So uh, it's, a, I did it on audible, but it's a book you can read um, either way. I forget the author. I could look it up. It's, um, it's got like a blue and white cover. Um, That's okay. So yeah. I'll tell you what, after yeah. the podcast, I write a blog about what we talk about. I'll include your bio, your headshot, send me the name of the book and I'll, I'll put the oh, okay. link into the podcast. So I love that you talk about what, so I've studied a lot of Geert Hofstede. Have you heard of Geert Hofstede? No. Okay. So he is a social psychologist. He used to be at IBM. Um, but he came up with what's called um, the culture uh, dimensions, different culture dimensions. And he talks about the six dimension model of national culture. And in the United States, we, we are very individualistic. I alluded to that earlier. And throughout our conversation on this podcast, you have alluded to a very uh, collectivist mindset that you enjoy engage and share with others and that is a very eastern approach to living life and an eastern philosophy where family means more than just self and more than just your own children but maybe your grandparents or your community or your village and um he yeah. talks a lot about that i think you would enjoy him um his name is spelled g e e r t h o f S-T-E-D-E, -E, Geert Hofstede, and he talks about collectivism versus individualism, and he actually shares um, a heat map of sorts, uh, and we can see how our nation has changed. Um, I try to avoid politics on my podcast, but you can totally see with the, um, you know, America first attitude that we are not as collectivist as some cultures in Europe and in Asia are. And I, I think that that's sad to, to not think of others. Or, or, or when I lived in, in Hawaii, there was a concept called Ohana, which is the family is bigger than just your own uh, blood relatives. Or you may live forever mm. with your grandparents, parents, and children in the home. Um, and that's a totally normal, okay thing to care for others and not just self. And I love that you... Melissa live that way. It's really fantastic. Your your 
a good example by which others should live. And um, I love that. I see that in your artwork, the fact that you draw a lot of circles. So folks on this podcast may not have gone to your website yet. Again, it's mahoneyartwork.com. You should go to her website, check out her artwork. Even in her pictures, you can see her collectivist attitude and beliefs, thoughts, behaviors. They show through her circles and her beautiful, um, I would say, flow. I would call it a flow. Um, so I, yeah, I really find peace in the work that you provide. Um, you can tell that you're at peace when you do this work. And the, the viewer, the, the, the person enjoying your artwork feels peace when viewing the artwork. So is there anything else you'd like to tell folks before we share your contact information and make sure they know how to reach you? Um, yeah, if you, I love hearing feedback. So if, even if you're not a buyer, um, please reach out and email, you know, what your favorite painting is and um, why you like it. And I've got a kind of an event um, email list I put out for shows that I'll be doing or new scarves. So I can add you to my um, list that only goes up about once a month. So it's not too often. Um, yeah. And I just love hearing feedback. If there's a collaborative, um, I would like to do some pieces in the community. Um, and I like working large scale. So um, if there's a collaborative art initiative you want to talk about, I'd love to hear about that as well. Well, Melissa, that brings something to mind. Um, you will be a guest at my upcoming event on December 13th. Um, I know a lot of folks on the podcast may not know about it, but people who follow me on social media do know about it. It's called Bubbles, Bites, and Bits of Wisdom. And it's all about lifting others. Men and women are welcome. Melissa, I invite you to share a couple of pieces, if not more, whatever, however many you wish, at the San Francisco Wine School to display your Thank artwork. You. And I'll let people know who did this amazing art and that the artist is in the house. I would love to do that. I would love, I, that would be awesome. And I've got some pieces that are um, Bay Area inspired by the fog and the Pacific Ocean and the Golden Gate Bridge. So I can bring some pieces that are kind of regional too. Beautiful, so. beautiful. We do have people flying in from out of town and they're coming here because they love that sort of theme. They love the Bay Area. Um, I'd like to pretend they're coming because they love me, but <laughs> we, know, we know it's not all about me. Um, so we have a speaker and I have a lot of wonderful women and men who will be there. And Melissa Mahoney is one of those wonderful people. So Melissa, thank you for being on the show today. I've enjoyed our chat. Thank you. Um, I will have a blog, a blog cast is what I like to call it out by tomorrow for folks to look at and for us to share on our social media networks. Thanks so much. I've really enjoyed it. And yeah, thank you. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks, Melissa. Bye-bye.